Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon. Uh, we're here to talk about C.S. Lewis and the New Atheists. Um, what did the young C.S. Lewis uh, fill his life with? The young C.S. Lewis um, filled his life, I think, primarily with um, playing with his brother, uh, Warning. And together uh, they created this uh, fantasy fiction world that they spent a lot of time writing stories about together and illustrating uh, together. Uh, and interestingly enough, it was a, a fantasy world filled with animals, talking animals. Uh, and you can very clearly, of course, see the influence of this uh, childhood experience on Lewis then writing uh, the Chronicles of Narnia uh, with its talking animals later on in life. Um, and as we think about the new atheists, um, what is it? There has arisen in the last decade uh, a movement of atheists called the uh, the New Atheists, or Neo-Atheism sometimes. And I guess what distinguishes these New Atheists from what we now have to call the, the Old Atheists, or the Classical Atheists perhaps, um, is that they not only hold to the idea that um, religion, in general belief in God, is false, an intellectually mistaken position, but the new atheists also think that it's a, a social ill, that it's uh, an, an evil, um, that religious belief, um, particularly, they think, is something that uh, necessarily involves an abrogation of people's intellectual responsibilities, because they would define faith as something to do with believing uh, without evidence or even in the teeth of contrary evidence. It's sort of just screwing up your mind and deciding to believe something uh, without paying attention to reality. Uh, and if you're prepared to do that, well, you can see why you're easy fodder for people convincing you to fly aeroplanes into buildings and do horrible things to other people and oppress people and so on. Um, so they see religion as not just an, an intellectually mistaken position, but a sort of social evil uh, which needs to be counted. What is the new atheist uh, impact on society? Can, can you mm. measure that? It's of course difficult to give any objective measure um, of the new atheist's impact on society. Uh, anecdotally, you can certainly see uh, a lot of readership for their books, which have been bestsellers. Um, they've created a, a space for themselves in the, in the public uh, debate. Indeed, they've kind of raised um, God to an issue of public debate again, particularly in the UK. I think um, God had been sort of just ignored in the public square for a long time. Uh, and one thing we can be sort of grateful to the New Atheists for, in a sense, is that they've put God and religion back on the intellectual agenda um, uh, both in terms of the, the rationality of belief in God, but also the place, the role of religion in society has become a real live issue in magazines and TV programmes and so on. Um, so they've um, had quite a cultural uh, impact, um, and I guess uh, it would be fair to say that they've probably moved quite a lot of people from a sort of apathetic agnosticism about God uh, and convince quite a lot of those people to become more actively anti-theist uh, and less apathetic about religion. Um, but equally, I think a lot of people have sort of read those New Atheist books and have been kind of put off by their rhetorical style and by the, the, the shallowness of their 
argumentative engagement with the issues, uh, the arguments for God and for who Jesus was and so on, and, and have actually been pushed towards faith. Um, so who knows what the sort of overall impact will be, um, only time will tell. How does the thinking and the teaching of the new atheist uh, view on faith impact society? So I think one thing that the new atheists have really kind of successfully put across to the population at large is this, this redefinition of faith as uh, a matter of belief in the absence or in the teeth of evidence to the contrary. It's just ignoring issues of reality uh, and it's all to do with sort of issues of personal comfort, what makes you feel good and so on. Um, which is not at all a, a, a biblical or a New Testament sort of definition or understanding of faith. It's not a traditional Christian understanding of what faith is. But I think they've really framed um, the public, the general public understanding of faith, uh, and that Christians have a real sort of job to do in the media to counter that perception um, that they, I think, quite successfully have sort of hung around our necks. So I think uh, every opportunity we have, Christians have to be in the public square saying uh, this is not just about personal comfort, personal opinion. Um, this is something I think is true and it's got good reasons for thinking it's true. How does the thinking and teaching of C.S. Lewis relate to the new atheist's uh, desire, reason, value mm. of Jesus? I'll try and pick out a few of these, yeah. perhaps. There's quite a few questions in one. Um, in terms of looking at C.S. Lewis uh, and the New Atheists, the fa fascinating thing here is that the New Atheists are really only sort of one intellectual generation on from Lewis's generation. Lewis was at Oxford University with colleagues like uh, uh, Strawson and A.J. Eyre, um, who are people who were the doctoral supervisors of New Atheists, such as A.C. Grayling and Daniel Dennett. Um, so uh, today's new atheists, a lot of them are associated with Oxford or did their PhDs uh, at Oxford uh, under the supervision of people who were colleagues of Lewis when he was at Oxford. Um, and I think uh, my research has, has uh, sort of shown me that um, Lewis was a kind of old-fashioned kind of atheist uh, in as much as he was schooled in the atheism of the, the ancient Greeks and Lucretius and David Hume and so on, uh, but a kind of atheism that took philosophical argumentation seriously. And it was through uh, the gradual consideration and impact of a, a series of philosophical arguments that Lewis gradually came to uh, move away from atheism through pantheism to a belief in a god, and then a few years later to a full uh, Christian theism. Uh, and then you look at today's new atheists, and they seem to have imbibed a very sort of narrow, scientific, uh, positivistic view of knowledge um, that arose from uh, people particularly like A.J. Eyre in Oxford, uh, that arose just after the time that Lewis had become a Christian. Uh, and this very narrow view of knowledge puts so much emphasis on sort of science and empirical knowledge and so on that it's very sort of anti-philosophical in a sense. And so today's new atheists really don't take seriously 
the kind of philosophical, metaphysical arguments that weighed heavily with Lewis. Uh, and I think that's an interesting sort of point of, of differentiation between the kind of atheism that Lewis had and the kind of atheism that the, the new atheists represent. So do you think that that uh, 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 departure from the foundational atheism makes it more challenging to have that philosophical discussion? So I think this this departure from the sort of classical philosophical tradition of atheism that is represented by the, the new atheists, it does make it harder to really engage in a philosophical discussion with them because they're just not paying attention to philosophy. They, they tend to say things um, like philosophy is dead and science will tell us the truth about the world and, and not even to appreciate the sort of basic philosophical issue that there is with that of saying, well, hang on, if science is supposed to be the only way to know anything, that must be something that you're claiming to know through science. But how on earth could you know that through science? It's not really a scientific claim, it's a philosophical claim about how you know things. Uh, And they're just blinkered to very obvious philosophical mistakes that they make because they don't really pay attention to philosophy because they're of this mindset that science should be taking over from philosophy. Um, Now I'm of course not saying the opposite, I'm not saying philosophy should take over from science, but I'm saying one should pay um, proper attention uh, to those two disciplines and how they properly interact and what sort of uh, realms of reality they properly give us access to. And what are the conclusions one can draw from C.S. Lewis's view uh, on these various topics collectively? So I, I guess the, what the question is getting mm. at is, you know, how, what could we conclude yeah. on C.S. Lewis's yeah. view? So I think by following the, the development of the, C.S. Lewis's thinking, you can see how someone can go from a very uh, cynical view about religion, uh, someone who himself thought that religion was psychologically and socially harmful, uh, who really struggled, not just at an intellectual level, but at a personal level, with the problem of evil, someone who'd suffered through the trenches of the First World War, um, but who, because he was prepared to really engage in philosophical argumentation, was open to thinking seriously and following the arguments where they led and to changing his mind, even though he didn't really want there to be a god. Lewis uh, says about his uh, change of mind about the God issue that he knelt down in, in his uh, rooms at Magdalen and gave in and admitted that God was God, uh, perhaps the most dejected convert in all of England, uh, he says. Uh, so it, wasn't cer- it certainly wasn't a matter of uh, making himself feel good. Uh, as Lewis said, I always knew that a bottle of scotch would do that. Um, So I I think this shows that if we take philosophy seriously, it certainly can be an avenue of uh, approaching uh, God and of getting people to the point of uh, facing God. Um, And I love Lewis's phrase phrase about once you've gone from treating God as an intellectual issue to actually thinking there is such a person, you're now not faced with just a conclusion that asks for your support, as it were, but a person who asks for your trust. Um, and that's, that's a whole sort of other issue, of course. It's like leading the horse to water versus getting the horse to actually drink. Um, but I certainly think that uh, philosophy uh, can be an avenue of leading the horse to water. 
um, and that the, uh, the new atheists get themselves into all sorts of intellectual problems by not paying uh, at least some basic attention uh, to philosophy.